0: ATTENTION! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Xander's Facts. That's right, y'all. What's happening? Hello, everyone. Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander's Facts podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. Welcome into episode 32 of the Zaders Facts Podcast. The Big 3-2, as they call it, holding down the fort here on Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you like the Zaders Facts Podcast, you like all the facts, you want to support the Zaders Facts Podcast, then remember, click that follow button, download button, rate button, review button, all the buttons you see on your podcast app. And then go on all your socials and click all those buttons for Zayder's Facts Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, follow, like, heart, whatever. I don't care xander's facts podcast and then if you don't do any of those things most importantly spread the facts tell your friends xander's facts podcast we've got a big show for you because we had a pretty good week last week in predictions kind of we had a big one though big game really we'll talk about that college football nfl other stuff we're gonna get to it right here but let's start with college football because it was uh, it was okay for me last week let's talk about it let's do Week two predictions, but we're going to start with a recap of last week, because week one was a banger. We had games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It was amazing. So, let's start off on Thursday. We had Ohio State-Minnesota, and Ohio State had to go to Minnesota, and they almost got upset, but they didn't. Nice try, buddy. They won, 45-31, to so Ohio State won. I picked that game. Hooray! Friday, another big game. North Carolina headed up to Blacksburg, and what happened Y'all know because they lost 17 to 10. Hokie smacked him up. Congratulations. Virginia Tech won that game as I said they were going to. I don't know why you didn't listen to me. Xander warned you. But they did. They had a much improved defense. And if I can take any of my predictions back that I made two weeks ago, Miami is no longer my coastal favorite. It's Virginia Tech. There you go. Xander's facts. And then on Saturday, We had a bunch of good games. Penn State edged out Wisconsin 16-10. Didn't have that game. Oklahoma barely beat Tulane 40-35. UCLA beat LSU with the Rose Bowl. I didn't have that game. And Georgia beat Clemson 10-3. I didn't have that game either. So that was kind of bad. You're spreading lies. Sunday, I had another bad game. Notre Dame played Florida State. And a lot of people didn't think Florida State was going to win. But they got close because they went to overtime. It was a great game. The Irish won on a field goal, though that was sad. But down 10 in the fourth quarter. Florida State was down 10. They brought in quarterback Mackenzie Milton, who suffered a terrible leg injury when he was at UCF in 2018. He led them to tie the game in the final minute of the fourth quarter. And even though Florida State didn't win, they look a lot better. And that is a good thing for the ACC. Meanwhile, for Notre Dame, they looked better than I thought they would, because I didn't think they were going to look too good, but they did. But they're gonna play some better teams this year so hold off on all your notre dame hooray notre dame! no too bad and then on monday we had louisville and Olmis, miss a game i didn't pick because none of those teams are ranked but one of them is now and we're gonna get to that in our week two predictions so last week xander myself i went 14 and 6 on my 20 picks so that's pretty good i had some good picks i picked Virginia Tech. Iowa beat down Indiana. Alabama, of course, crushed Miami. That's cool. Of course, I also picked Washington, and they lost to Montana. Montana's an FCS school. That was terrible. Florida State, I picked them. LSU, I picked them. Louisiana lost to Texas. I didn't think Texas was that good. Apparently, they are. Wisconsin lost to Penn State. I I don't know. But I did get 70% of games right that I picked last week. That's a .700 winning percentage and that's okay quit whining so that's my yearly record 14 and 6 we're gonna keep track of that all year round just to tell you zater has got all the facts even though we didn't have the facts for six games last week that's okay so without further ado let's get to this week's predictions it's week two in college football and we've got some new rankings because the ap poll came out on tuesday a brand new one so let's take a look at it because the top team once again is Alabama. Ugh. They just beat up Miami. They play their first home game of the year against Mercer at four o'clock on the SEC network. You know who's going to win that game? Alabama. Georgia beat Clemson. They are up to number two in the poll. They come home to face UAB at home, three thirty Eastern, ESPN two. Georgia all the way. Ohio State moved up to number three. They beat Minnesota, but they get another tough test against number 12 oregon at noon on fox big game it's top 25 game oregon did struggle last week against fresno state they barely beat them and they have an early kickoff traveling to ohio where it's going to be 9 a.m in oregon i think ohio state's going to win this one and it probably won't be close either ohio state's going to win in the horseshoe oklahoma is the fourth ranked team They almost got caught by Tulane last week, but they face Western Carolina this week at 7 Eastern on pay-per-view. You have to pay for that game. Why would you pay for that game? Oklahoma's going to win. You don't even have to watch it. True that. Texas A&M moved up to five. They got an easy win against Kent State, but this week they go to Denver. Neutral site game. They face Colorado at 3.30 Eastern on Fox. Give me the Aggies, even though they just extended their coach Jimbo Fisher for a lot of money for some reason. Who knows why? (laughs) Nope. and then clemson who lost they were third they dropped down to six now they lost to georgia they basically had no offensive production they scored three points in that game but they do come home they face south carolina state five eastern acc network clemson should probably bounce back and if they don't uh-oh uh-oh number seven cincinnati plays murray state at 3 30 eastern on espn plus blowout cincinnati notre dame moved up to eight they beat florida state in overtime they host toledo at 2 30 eastern on peacock notre dame police Ooh, big game this week in ames iowa college game day is going to be there it's the only top 10 game of the week iowa moved up to 10 they shellacked indiana iowa state moved down to nine they still won they beat northern iowa barely though but those two in-state rivals face off top 10 game, college game day, four thirty Eastern on ABC. Iowa State barely won last week. Iowa destroyed Indiana 34-6. However, I think Iowa State's the more talented team. And I picked them to win the Big 12. Iowa State is going to win. It's going to be an exciting game. That's probably going to be the must-watch game of the week. Iowa State and Iowa. Spitting the truth. Penn State beat Wisconsin, sadly. They moved up to eleven. And they look to keep things rolling against Ball State. 3 30 Eastern. FS1. Penn State, of course. And then at one o'clock Eastern on ABC, Florida moved up to 13. They head to Tampa to take on South Florida, who lost NC State 45 to nothing last week. Man, that was rough. Shouldn't be much of a contest. It's gonna be Florida. And then we got some Pac-12 after-dark action coming your way. 10.30 Eastern in Los Angeles. Stanford plays USC, who's 14, on Fox, 10.30 p.m. That's pretty late. But USC is going to win that game because Stanford looked horrible last week against Kansas State. Texas moved up to 15. They play Arkansas at 7 Eastern on ESPN. And what could be upset watch? Well, it could have been if Texas lost last week, but they didn't they actually did pretty well so i will say texas is going to win that game the 16th ranked team is the or the ucla bruins they have a bye week because they played back in week zero so they don't play this week Wimps. number 17 coastal carolina plays kansas 7:30 eastern espn 2 on friday kansas beat somebody south dakota so they're 1-0 kansas coastal carolina is gonna romp them number 18 is wisconsin after they lost to penn state they stay at home they play eastern michigan at seven eastern on fs1 i hope wisconsin's gonna win i think wisconsin is gonna win and then here it comes number 19 after a big home win against north carolina the Hokies are 19th in the country Uh uh-oh they play middle tennessee state at two o'clock on the acc network extra streaming only Classic upset game, but I'm going to stick with the Hokies, and if I'm wrong, I will cry on this podcast. Probably wasn't going to last week if they lost to NC State, but I will cry on this podcast if they lose to Middle Tennessee State, because I will be deeply, deeply depressed. Disgusting! Ole Miss beat Louisville on Monday, as we said earlier, they look to continue the hot hand against Austin P. let's go P. at home. 7.30 7.30 Eastern, ESPN Plus. Ole Miss is going to win their 20th in the country. 21st in the country is Utah. They play BYU at 10.15 Eastern on ESPN in Provo, Utah. That should be a close game, but Utah's going to win. And then Miami is 22nd. They got blown out by Alabama, but they go home to face Appalachian State at 7 Eastern on You Appalachian State, no further upsets, but I think Miami is going to win it at home. It'll be closer than you think, though. Miami. Arizona State moved up to 23. They get some Pac-12 after dark action when they face UNLV at home at 10.30 Eastern on ESPN2. That should be Arizona State. Easily. Duh! North Carolina, they were 10th last week. They're 24th now. They dropped 14 spots. Ooh. They come home. They face Georgia State, 7.30 Eastern on the regional sports networks and ESPN3. North Carolina is going to win that game. And if they don't, woof. Auburn snuck in. To the top 25 there at 25, the Auburn Tigers, and they host Alabama State at noon Eastern on the SEC Network. Give me Auburn. Auburn's got a big game next week. They play Penn State on Saturday Night Football. That might be a good one, but that's next week, not this week. It doesn't make any sense. So those are my top 25 college football picks for week two this week. That's college football. Before we get to the NFL, because week one is coming up. I got my main topic this week because last week, while I was trying to record this podcast, I had something happen to me. So I'm going to tell you all a story. It's story time. Sanders facts. So, what does this mean? Last week, right before I was going to go record this podcast on Tuesday, my phone started blaring. I was like, "What's going on, my phone?" Well, turns out it was a tornado warning. I know it was a tornado warning. I had no clue. So as any responsible human does i went down to the basement to wait until the tornado warning was over and it was over so we went back upstairs and resumed our normal lives and then a few minutes later i was about to do my podcast again then starts blaring again another tornado warning there's another storm behind the first tornado warning so we had to do all that stuff again oh it was a mess so this got me thinking though All about tornadoes and how crazy they are, and how many facts I have about them because I got a ton of facts on tornadoes, and I'm about to share them all with you, Xander's Facts Nation. So here we go, Xander's tornado facts. Let's talk about it because it's an important issue. I'm glad we're having this discussion. (gasps) What are tornadoes, and how do they form? Well, according to the National Weather Service, which is truthful, it's true. A tornado is a quote. Violently rotating column of air touching the ground, usually attached to the base of a thunderstorm. And the tornadoes that formed in Virginia and the Northeast last week, you probably saw bigger tornadoes happen in New Jersey and Pennsylvania last week. Those were all a part of the remnants of Hurricane Ida. And tornadoes are actually common when hurricanes and their aftermaths approach land. But they can also happen during individual thunderstorms, which a lot of people in the Southeast and the Midwest know. Disturbing. But how do they form? Well, meteorologists still aren't quite sure how tornadoes form exactly, but it is believed to be dictated by what is happening in and around the mesocyclone. What is the mesocyclone? The mesocyclone... I don't even know how to spell that. Is a rotating thunderstorm with a well-defined radar circulation, also known as supercell. Basically, it's the type of thunderstorm that a tornado is forming in. It's one of the strongest thunderstorms you can get and in the mesocyclone, meteorologists believe that the development of a tornado is related to the temperature differences across the edge of downdraft air that wraps around the mesocyclone. however it has been found that tornadoes can form without a drastic variation of temperature so we actually don't really know we don't know what we're talking about these are not sandra's facts meteorologists know a lot of times what they're talking about and a lot of people drag them because sometimes they're a degree off, or they say there's a 30% chance of rain, and that means it won't rain, but sometimes the rains will be like, what's wrong with you? Well, meteorology is an imperfect science. All I'll say is that, and we don't even know how tornadoes form. Because we're still learning, like we're learning about COVID. But some people are still impatient. That's I'm not gonna go into that tangent. Quit your whining. But what we do know is that tornadoes are rotating columns of air that come from the clouds to the ground. That bring extremely strong winds and can do quite a bit of damage as some people know quite unfortunately and tornadoes actually don't have to have a ton of wind to be considered a tornado the national weather service uses the enhanced vegeta scale the ef scale to measure the strength of a tornado based on the estimated wind speeds and the ef scale goes from zero to five and a zero is the lowest, with three-second gusts of wind. They are about sixty-five to eighty-five miles per hour in an EF zero tornado, the smallest. And you can have an EF five, which is the highest, which where three-second gusts are over two hundred miles an hour. Those are those huge tornadoes that you see out in the Midwest. Ew. There were two tornadoes that were near Blacksburg in Virginia last week. Both of those were rated EF ones. They had winds in the range of eighty-six to one hundred and ten miles an hour but in the same it was hurricane ida that spawned all these storms and tornadoes so in that same system on wednesday last week in maryland a tornado that went east of the city of annapolis was rated an ef2 it had winds in the range of 111 to 135 miles an hour and then on that same day a tornado south of philadelphia in new jersey Had winds in the range of 136 to 165 miles an hour. That was an EF3. That was the largest I think they saw from that storm. And then EF4 tornadoes can have a three second gust range of 166 to 200 miles an hour. So these are kind of scary things. Fight me. And the tornadoes that destroyed, they destroyed buildings up in the Northeast. That showed that tornadoes can really happen anywhere because a lot of people didn't think tornadoes really happened in the Northeast, but they can happen. And as you just saw, they destroyed a bunch of stuff. So we'll get to that in a minute where tornadoes can happen and all of that stuff. But to figure out the strength of tornadoes, how they measure it on the EF scale, meteorologists have to travel to the site of where a tornado happened after the tornado has happened to survey damage and estimate what the wind speeds were of the tornado as well as its placement on the EF scale. So while we don't know in real time how large or destructive tornadoes can be, we do have ways of figuring out if a tornado is on the ground to warn you that's why we get tornado warnings how about that so of course there are storm spotters or storm chasers if you watch any of those shows who search for tornadoes in thunderstorms if they report tornadoes national weather service can go say there's a tornado and there are specific characteristics of thunderstorms that spotters are looking for when trying to find a tornado or potential development of one here we go so spotters will look for bands of low cumulus clouds called inflow bands as well as smooth flat clouds called a beaver's tail as both of these can suggest the presence of rotation within the storm and there's also these things called wall clouds which you've probably heard of those are ice that's an isolated cloud lowering that are usually visible away from the precipitation of the storm they can appear for 10 to 20 minutes before a tornado appears and spotters also look for a condensation funnel which is made of water droplets that extends downward from the base of the thunderstorm and that funnel is called a tornado if it touches the ground but it's called a funnel cloud if it does not and you can tell if a funnel touches the ground because it's going to start getting all murky colored because it's going to find debris dust put it up in the air if you find all those and it gets murky color, then it's probably a tornado. That was dumb. It's not always easy to spot a tornado. However, it depends on where you are, your location. While you do see a bunch of these photos and videos of these wide open spaces in the Midwest with these big tornadoes, tornadoes can also be rain wrapped, so you can't see them within the rain, or there's gonna be tall objects in the way buildings, trees, mountains, hills, whatever. So then you won't be able to see tornadoes there. Especially in the southeast, where they're getting more and more tornadoes. We're going to talk about that in a second. Tell me, tell me! But another way meteorologists can spot tornadoes is by using a weather radar. Have you ever heard of it? No! I know. A common thing meteorologists look for is a hook echo on radar. Hook echoes usually form at the edges of thunderstorms and can look like a hook on the radar. A hook of precipitation, if you've ever seen it. This usually indicates that a tornado is possible or occurring in the storm. And meteorologists can also use other radar tools that have become available recently, like in the last 10 to 15 years, to spot tornadoes. They have this thing called the correlation coefficient, which can show the size and shape of objects in the atmosphere, meaning it can spot debris that is being thrown into the air by a tornado. So if they spot little tiny things on the correlation coefficient then they'll say oh that's probably debris might be a tornado huh and another tool they have is called velocity which is used to determine the rotation of storms so rotation is detected when it is found that there are winds moving towards the radar and away from the radar that can be very close to each other so if there's green colors and red colors that are basically touching on the velocity and that means there's rotation right there and that also indicates a tornado. And these tools on the radar are used for meteorologists at the National Weather Service to allow them to issue radar indicated tornado warnings. In fact, most tornado warnings are issued because meteorologists spot the signs of tornadic activity on the radar. Fact, which brings up another major point that I have that a lot of people apparently don't know. What the difference is between tornado watches and tornado warnings. Because if someone tells you there's a tornado watch, they are like, oh my gosh, there's a tornado. No, it's a watch. Let's talk about it. Because tornado watches are issued by the Storm Prediction Center, which is located in Norman, Oklahoma. And watches can cover large swaths of area, including multiple states, because they're issued in areas where the Storm Prediction Center believes that weather conditions are favorable for tornadoes and severe weather. These do not mean that tornadoes are currently happening, but they mean that the environment is favorable for tornadoes cool facts bro tornado warnings are issued by local national weather service offices and there are a ton of them around the country like here in virginia we have three of them there's one in sterling virginia up in northern virginia there's one in wakefield which is richmond hampton roads area and then there's one in blacksburg so warnings usually cover small areas like towns and individual counties that cover individual storms that are ongoing. And these are issued because it means that a tornado has either been spotted or it's being indicated on radar. And if where you are is under a tornado warning, you need to find shelter immediately. And these do mean that tornadoes are possibly happening in real time. Whoops. So where are tornadoes? What about Tornado Alley? What's going on there? Because tornadoes can happen anywhere. That's a fact. But they're most common in Tornado Alley, which is the Great Plains states because of course it's literally called Tornado Alley. However, as the USA today found out in a report from earlier this summer, tornadoes are becoming increasingly common in the southeastern states in the United States. Between 2000 and 2020, the annual average of reported tornadoes in Alabama and Kentucky more than doubled the annual average of the prior 20-year period. And that average also rose by more than 50% in Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Tennessee, and Virginia. That was a fact. Of course, the Great Plains states of Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, all those surrounding areas, they still make up the most tornadoes on average. But the trend is continuing to grow in the southeast. And tornadoes in the southeast tend to be more costly because There's more objects that block the line of sight of tornadoes. There tends to be more populations in these areas than in the Midwest, these open, flat rural areas. There's also more mobile homes, which can get destroyed in the Southeast. And nighttime tornadoes are more common in the Southeast, which can increase tornado casualties. So the Storm Prediction Center believes that around 1,200 tornadoes occur each year in the US. Another fact. And we've seen. Increases as we said, but these increases are usually in tornadoes of EF0 and EF1 caliber. So we're seeing more smaller tornadoes, but we're not really seeing increases in tornadoes EF2 or larger. So, no really big increases in larger tornadoes. Evil! This is, of course, not the only place that tornadoes can happen in the US. Tornadoes have been reported in all 50 states, yes, including Hawaii. What? There have been tornadoes in Hawaii. And there is a specific tornado season, which is usually in the spring in the southern plains and southeast, and in the summer in the upper Midwest and northern plains. But tornadoes can and have happened in all 12 months of the year. Meteorologists basically say if the ingredients are there, a tornado can happen any time of the year. And tornadoes can also happen at any time of the day. They have happened at the crack of dawn in the morning, but most of them occur between four and nine p.m so now everyone's scared because xander's warning you about tornadoes why would you do this to me well xander what are we gonna do about it tornadoes well you can take some safety precautions if you find yourself in a tornado warning so if you have a tornado warning that's issued for your area and your phone starts blaring because it will even if it's on silent mode it's going to start blaring if there's a tornado warning you should immediately seek shelter if you're in a home you can go in a basement or an interior room away from windows if you don't have a basement. in a If you're in a workplace or a school building, make sure not to go into any large open rooms like cafeterias, gyms, or auditoriums. If you're outside, you can seek shelter in a sturdy building. Sheds, storage facilities, mobile homes, those are not sturdy buildings. Don't go into those. You hate to see it. And if you're in a vehicle during a tornado, That is not safe. The best option, of course, is to drive to a shelter. But if there's a shelter unavailable and the tornado is right there, you can get down in your car, cover your head, or if you have time, abandon your car to seek shelter in a low-lying area like a ditch or a ravine and cover your head and do all that stuff. Good to know. And there are also steps you can take to be prepared before a tornado warning is issued. If you know the upcoming forecast for your location... That's always useful, having the weather notifications turned on from weather apps on your phone, because you're going to get the weather, the tornado warnings automatically. But if you get other upcoming notifications for weather, that also helps. It's also important to know where your safe area is in your home, especially if you don't have a basement. You need to get to an interior room that has, doesn't have any windows. Make a plan. Xander's Facts Plan telling you to make a plan. Sanders Facts? And of course... Because this podcast loves climate change so much, we have to ask the question, are the increases in tornadoes that we're seeing related to climate change? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, meteorologists are actually finding that tornado outbreaks, when tornado outbreaks are when 30 tornadoes or more occur in a single day, are happening for two to th- two or three days a year, rather than on a single day every couple of years like in the past. And we really don't know if climate change is having an impact on tornadoes such as the ways it's having an effect on hurricanes and thunderstorms because we know that the gulf of mexico is continuing to get warmer because of climate change and that is bringing heavier moisture into the central united states which is increasing thunderstorms and intense rainfall events well so of course if we have more thunderstorms and stronger thunderstorms that of course could also increase the risk for more and stronger tornadoes so basically in review Take a breather here. What do you say? It's important to know about tornadoes wherever you live in the U.S. Because they can happen anywhere. Like here in Virginia, there's a myth that the mountains protect basically the western part of the state from tornadoes. But as we just saw, and as has been proven on many occasions, that myth is false. Wow! Tornadoes can happen anywhere. So you gotta be careful. And hopefully now, you're gonna be more prepared for tornadoes because of the important facts straight from xander and it's prime tornado season right now in a bunch of areas september it's still warm hot we've got thunderstorms all over the place tornadoes can always happen you got to be prepared and xander's facts is letting you know all right so we've got tornadoes down we've got college football down one more thing to go what is it well i already told you but you'll find out coming up after this we're gonna take a quick break xander's facts NFL football, that's coming up. Week 1 bricks are coming up next as the Xander's Facts Podcast continues. Xander's Facts. Xander's Facts Podcast. Welcome back in, everyone. We have got more stuff to talk about. One more thing. NFL Football. Week one. Professional football is back in these United States of America. And let's get to it. Week one predictions. We've got college football predictions we already got down. We're going to do weekly NFL predictions as well because Xander has got all the facts. And he's going to let you know all those facts. There you go. Xander's facts. Yikes! So, it is time for Xander to begin his weekly NFL predictions for the 2021-2022 Season. So each week during the football regular season, Xander will make predictions for all of the week's NFL games. There's 16 usually, depending on bye weeks And this week, week one in the NFL is here. And also here are Xander's predictions. Here are the predictions for week one. All predictions, of course, are outright matchups. We're not doing all that betting crap, betting lines. Whoever's going to win is who I'm picking. So here comes a fact. Let's start Thursday night football starts on thursday night how about that how about that cowboys go to tampa to take on the reigning super bowl champion tampa bay buccaneers cowboys bucks i'm not feeling them even though there was a Bowl. but the bucks should probably win this one easily but the cowboys should probably be able to put some points on the board as i said last week they have a really talented offense if they can get it going and if they don't have a bunch of injuries this year That game kicks off. It's Thursday, 820 Eastern on NBC. So now let's go to Sunday for the first games, the one o'clock games. Overrated. First off, it's the Eagles of Philadelphia. They head south to take on the Atlanta Falcons. That game is on Fox. Both of these teams probably won't be playoff caliber this season, but I would say Atlanta is the better team, and I think they'll pull it out at home. They have a new tight end, Kyle Pitts, who they picked in the first round, and he is really good. On CBS, the Pittsburgh Steelers start on the road against the Buffalo Bills. As I said last week, I am not high on the Steelers this year, and I think the Bills' offense should get the job done. Bills in that one. Vikings, they go to Cincinnati. They take on the Bengals on Fox. I think the Bengals are going to surprise some people this year. I didn't say they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to get a couple upsets this, this year though and I think they'll beat the Vikings. Bengals over the Vikings. Also on Fox, it's the 49ers. They head over to Michigan. They take on the Detroit Lions. Detroit is going to be terrible. They're going to be a bottom peter. Sorry again. But the 49ers should start the season 1 and 0. Original. The Cardinals also head east to take on the Tennessee Titans on CBS. Both of these teams I think will be pretty good this year but i think the cardinals are going to come into nashville and win the game because i like arizona this year plus kyler murray is my fantasy quarterback arizona cardinals are going to win the game the seahawks face the colts on fox in indiana the seahawks have to travel east plus they have to face a really good defense even though their offense is supposed to be really good i will take the colts in this game. How about that? It's a fact. The Chargers also have to head east. They will face the Washington football team. Oh, on CBS. And I think both of these teams are going to be good teams this year. I pick both of them to go to the playoffs, I believe. But I think Washington has a better team and they should win. But that Chargers offense is gonna be really good this year. Washington's gonna win it, but it's gonna be close. And then also on CBS, it's a battle of the rebuild. The Jets. Go down to charlotte they face the panthers i do think that the new look jets the jets have a new head coach robert sala they have a new quarterback zach wilson i think they'll be able to get the road win over carolina because i don't really know what carolina's doing and finally good grief on cbs it's the jaguars and the texans the jags should be exciting they've got trevor lawrence who's their new quarterback urban myers their new head coach we'll see but the Texans are going to be abysmal. Need some ice for that sick burn. The Jags are going to win that game and probably won't be very exciting. So those are the one o'clock games. Now let's go to the 425 games. And for week one, both networks, Fox and CBS, have a double header. So how about that? Two games to watch in the 425 window. Unless you watch Red Zone, which I love Red Zone. It's the truth. So on CBS, in an AFC Divisional Playoff rematch. It's the Browns heading to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. And while I did pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, this game should definitely be close. And I think the Browns are going to pull it out. Cleveland's going to win the game. And the other game on CBS is the Dolphins. They head north to face the Patriots. I will give the advantage to Miami because Mac Jones is the new quarterback in New England, and I'm not sure what to think of him. So I'll go with the Dolphins in week one in afc's matchup how about that i don't know to the two games on fox it's the packers and the saints they will play in jacksonville because the saints can't play in new orleans right now because of the hurricane and i'm not very high on the saints especially without their wide receiver michael thomas because Jameis winston's their quarterback so i will say the packers should pull this one out the broncos also head east they will face the giants and the meadowlands the broncos have a new quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, but they've got a bunch of new weapons around them. And I think the Broncos should beat the Giants. But it's gonna be a close one. And probably one you're probably not gonna want to watch. Unless you're a fan of those two teams, or you got players on your fantasy teams. I don't know. Then Sunday night, oh, Sunday night football. It's the Bears ugh, against the Rams in Los Angeles so at this point andy dalton is going to be the starter for chicago which probably won't bode well for the bears the rams should easily win this one they are a more dominant team on both sides of the ball it's probably not going to be a close game but sunday night football who knows that game is eight twenty 20 eastern sunday night in bc and then finally the last game of the week is of course monday night football that brings the baltimore ravens heading to Allegiant stadium for the first las vegas raiders game with fans in las vegas how about that because last year they didn't have any fans this year they will and the raiders i think are still going to be figuring things out they don't know what they're doing they'll be better though than this game because the ravens should probably win this game i'll pick the ravens 8:15 eastern is the kickoff on espn and abc so that is my week one predictions. How about that? Zader's Facts. And we're going to track it all year long to see what's happening with Zader's Picks. Get that out of here. So that's all I've got for this week. Zader's Facts, we did college football. We made those picks. I had a ton of good picks last week. And then I had some not so good ones. Like, But who would pick montana to beat washington that doesn't make any sense washington is terrible now and i think i picked them to win their division or their conference oh that's kind of embarrassing but virginia tech also won but they've got to avoid the upset this week the classic chokey game against middle tennessee state if they can win that game i'll be pretty confident in them and then next week they play west virginia i think so that'll be a tough game too we've got all that college stuff and then pro football thursday it's gonna be awesome it starts fantasy football all that stuff starts on thursday sunday week one nfl football is finally back thank goodness yeah okay and fans are going to be in the stands full crowds not vaccine mandated that might be an issue covid uh, i don't know i don't know we'll s- that's we'll talk about that another day we'll see Zaders facts but that's all we've got for this week's edition of the Zaders facts podcast thank you all for listening and remember If you want to support the Xander's Facts Podcast, if you liked all the facts you just heard, then remember to click that follow button, download, rate, and review the podcast. Follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Xander's Facts, Xander with a Z, like, subscribe, whatever on those, I don't even know. And then most importantly, tell all your friends about the Xander's Facts Podcast. We call it Spreading the Facts Around Here. Tell all your friends about the Xander's Facts Podcast because we need facts everywhere. It's Facts Nation. That's it. We've got episode 32. That's down. Episode 33 is next week. Who knows what we're going to talk about? But we're going to have football, of course. Plus, something interesting is going on across the pond over in Europe. We'll talk about it next week. little spoiler. We'll see. But that's what we've got coming for you next week on episode 33. But that is episode 32. Episode 32 of the Zander's Facts podcast is officially in the books. And we'll see y'all next week.